you want a satisfying career and a fulfilling family life, this is the podcast for you. Join me, Joel Lulovich, and me, Lucy Dickens, as we share strategies and advice to help you keep your balls in the air. Welcome to the Juggle Podcast. Hi, everyone. It's Joe here. And Lucy, welcome back to the Juggle Podcast. You've just got the two of us tonight or today, depending on when you happen to be listening. And we are going to be talking about this commonly held assumption that when you have kids, it's going to have a negative impact on your career. And this is why many women wait to have kids, isn't it? They wait until later on in their career when they see themselves as having established their career and then ready to take a break. It's always really interesting to ask people. It's one of my favorite questions, as you know, you know, when did you decide to have your kids and did you decide to do it based on your career or based on something else? There can be some similar themes, but you know, everyone's got their own reasons, don't they? So what's your story? Did you choose to have your children around your career plan? I did. I very much had a a goal in mind of, of where I wanted to be seniority wise on that typical legal ladder on the route to partnership in a law firm, I had decided that I wanted to make it to senior associate first. And that if I had that level of seniority, that I would feel comfortable to kind of take a mini career break if that's what I ended up choosing to do. What about you? And that is what you did, right? You waited until you reached that level. Yeah, I did. I did. Your plans came in. My plans worked. And there was other things, you know, I'd been with that company for quite some time and I wanted to reach a certain level in the career and the time that I had been with them for as well before I had kids. But your story was very different. Yes, it was. We'd always said that we were going to have kids. You know, it was kind of a one day thing for us, probably about five years, maybe. So did you have a similar idea? No, wasn't for me about where I was in my career. It was more about the fact that we just wanted to travel a bit more and buy a house or a different house, a bigger house, because that was what I wanted at that time, which is ridiculous, but that's a story for another day. And we're waiting a bit. So our plan didn't work out. We fell pregnant unexpectedly sooner than we had expected. So (laughs) I guess my answer is, did I choose to have children around my career plans? No, it just happened for us. Yeah. And it's funny, you know, like you say that you had ideas around wanting to travel and we had that as well. Like we did a lot of travel before we had kids and there was this tension between wanting to have kids young enough, but wanting to feel like we'd done enough before having them as well. And I know some people have the attitude of, I want to have my kids when I'm in my twenties because I want to be a young parent. And other people are like, no way, I'm waiting till I'm 40 because I want to get, you know, all that fun stuff out of the way before the kids come along. And when you throw career into, you know, it changes it up again as well. Yeah. But for us, career specifically wasn't the reason why it was just, we we wanted to wait a bit longer. Um, We had always planned that when we had children, whenever that would be, that we would both work my favorite phrase, (laughs) part-time and look after them. And that's what we ended up doing. It's just, we ended up doing it much sooner than we had thought. So the point here is that having kids and becoming a mum doesn't have to negatively impact on your career. And it may be that you make choices around when you want to have kids based on your career and, and all of those types of things. But there are steps and actions that you can take to make sure that any concerns that you have are limited. And I haven't spoken about this much on the podcast and perhaps I should because maybe it's common, but because our pregnancy was unplanned, I spent the entire pregnancy in, I was a state basically, because I was, what's my life going to look like? You know, I was happy to be having a baby. 
after I got used to the idea but (laughs) (laughs) but I was like who am I going to be what's my life going to look like what's going to happen to my career and if you ask anybody at work about that they will tell you you know my boss will tell you that I would just sit in his office and cry on a regular basis (laughs) that's such a shame about now but I can be proof that it doesn't have to be a negative thing yeah, even if you really suspect that it's going to be, you can change it up. Yeah. So what we have done, because we love lists, is put together another list for you of seven things that you can keep in mind when you are thinking about how to you know, make sure that being a mum doesn't have this negative impact on your career. So the first is goal setting, which is really ironic after just telling you that our plans did not work out, but just go with it. The first one is goal setting. <laughs> Yeah, but you still ended up having to make some plans and some strategies and you knew where you were heading. You were heading to be a mum. So our plan did come into fruition just, you know, a few years earlier. So yeah, yeah, good point. And with plans, the key thing here is that you need to make them for each stage. So you're going to have plans for when you're pregnant. You're going to have plans for when you're on maternity leave and you're going to have plans for when you come back to work. And, you know, that might happen a few times like it did for me. So you, you want to make sure that you have considered each of these stages of life and planned accordingly. Mm. And things will change your expectations of yourself and you, you don't know what your baby's going to be like. They will change, but it does help to have a plan in place or an idea in place of how you think things will go. Yeah. Speaking of things changing with my first maternity leave, I planned to leave work at 36 weeks and then, you know, things were still pretty busy and I didn't really know what I was going to do at home by myself. Although now I look back on it and think, what was I thinking? That was stupid. (laughs) So I worked up until 37 weeks and then still took some work home with me to do in the next week or two when I was going to be at home. Spent the next week kind of, you know, finally buying that pram and and baby seat and then 38 weeks she came. Surprise. So I had one week of maternity leave which was not the plan and it was a bit of a surprise and a bit of a disappointment that I never really actually got that time to, you know, be on my own. Um, So yeah, things will change (laughs) and your expectations won't get met. Like I had a girl instead of the boy that I thought I was going to have. So, you know, you just go with it. Yeah. But it is important to have a plan in any case because it helps you think about what the future holds and how you think you might deal with it, even if it doesn't turn out that way. Yeah. Absolutely. The second big thing is to stay in touch when you're on maternity leave. I know some people don't like this idea because they really feel that for them, maternity leave is a special time between them and their child or their family and they don't want to think about work. And that's fine if that really is the way that you want to approach it. But my personal view of it is that if you don't have some sort of keeping in touch while you're on maternity leave, it will make your return to work so much harder, not just for you personally, but also for your team. And keeping in touch can range from going in for lunch just to catch up with the team to going to training events or even doing a little bit of work here and there, small amounts I'm talking, just to keep you on top of, (laughs) says she, just to keep (laughs) you on top of things. And in Australia, if you are taking the government's paid parental leave, you are entitled to 10 keeping in touch days, they're called, which allow you to work or go to work or keep in touch with work, do work-related activities and still receive your parental leave pay. 
Yeah. And that can extend beyond that as well. But the key thing to note with the staying in touch days is that employers don't have to give them to you. It can be a way for you to go into work and be paid for going into work while you're on maternity leave. But it is, it's a negotiation point really with your employer. But that's only really when you're actually working. If you're just going for social reasons, there's no need for that. And I liked keeping up with the social functions at work because a lot of the people that I work with were my friends as well. So being able to go into the Christmas party or to attend a team lunch or attend an after work function, you know, some of those things were actually really welcomed by me during maternity leave to have that grown up conversation as well. And I'd imagine that keeping in touch with those colleagues would help you when you do return, even if it has just been keeping in touch on those on casual social basis, because it's not them being 12 months since you last spoke to everybody, you kind of still kept in the loop. Yeah, exactly. And it's, you're remembered. So they haven't forgotten you. They know that you're coming back because you're constantly reminding them every time you see them. I haven't disappeared off the face of the earth because I had a child. Yeah. And it, and it can also be when you have those casual conversations, you naturally ask about work. So you say, so what was happening with that client or what was happening with that project and where are things at? So you still feel that sense of involvement and, you know, it keeps your mind ticking over too. The next thing to do is network outside your workplace. So as well as keeping in touch within, you can keep in touch with people outside of your organisation. There's a few ways you can do that. One of the big ones is industry functions. So depending on what industry you're in, there might be different organisations that you can attend their functions. We had Lacey Filipich on the podcast last week. And one of the things that she shared about her return to work was that she found that a lot of the women with children who were working were really rushing home at the end of the day to their families. You miss them and you want to get back to see what's going on. And sometimes there's also an element of pressure. They need to do daycare pickups or school pickups or whatever it might be. And what she recommended was that you don't rush off. You at least make some effort to go to some of these events and do a bit of schmoozing because at the end of the day, it still is very much a case of who you know. So if you're not going to these functions, you're not meeting new people and you're not creating a profile for yourself. And if you can't go to industry functions or even if you can't go to as many perhaps as you would like, LinkedIn is a really powerful tool for still being able to grow your personal brand and to make other connections and engage with other people. LinkedIn and and other social media groups as well. On Facebook, for example, there are quite a lot of professional networking groups that I'm a part of. This is something that another of our previous guests spoke about, Julissa, and specifically how to describe your maternity leave on your resume and on your portfolio, how to present yourself on LinkedIn. And we can't forget parent groups. It's amazing how many people have actually made business connections through parent groups, whether your play group that you happen to go to, or it might be once your kids have reached school and you start getting to know some of the other parents at the school. It really spun me out when I kind of first realized how many people were were making and doing business via these parenting networks. Yeah, in the school playground. Well, I met the web developer who we now engage at my firm for all of our web development. I met her at Baby Ryan time when (laughs) Billy was younger at the library. That's the free one at the library. And we just got chatting and now she's been working for us for probably over a year now. And so that's one example of how you can network at places you might not expect. 
Yeah, I actually met clients through our Surf Lifesaving Club where I take my kids for their Sunday sport. And that was really nice as well. It was just, you know, you just happen to be chatting and then they talk about their business and you're like, oh yeah, I could help you with that. Next thing you know. And in some ways it can be a little bit easier because you've got something in common with the children that makes it easier to start talking. I'll tell you another really good example of this is when I went to Alpma, which is a legal practice management conference that I went to in, I think this one was in Sydney when Lily was about five months and I took her with me. And for a lot of the, it's a two day conference for a lot of the two days I wore her in the baby carrier and I made so many connections. <laughs> Everybody wanted to come and talk to me about my baby. Honestly, I've never met so many people at a networking function than I did when I had my baby. They say that about babies and dogs, don't they? Like if you've got a baby or a dog, you're going to make some new friends. I was just known as the lady with the baby, but everyone yeah. thought it was good. But they could go, take your baby to your industry functions and they'll help you out. <laughs> Oh, why not? And then of course, there's always our Facebook group as well. We've had already so many people connecting and sharing their business and career tips and also helping people find new jobs or giving advice around the jobs that they're already in. It's fabulous. So tip number four is that you could take networking a step further and think about mentoring, whether that's you mentoring others or in this case, perhaps we're talking more about you searching for a mentor for you in your career. And there are a number of different ways to go about doing this. You can look for relevant role models. I mean, there may already be people within your networks who you see as sort of a somebody to look up to or a leader or a mentor. And perhaps you could, I don't like to say formalize, but you could arrange to meet them on a more regular basis. So you can talk through whatever issues you're going through, but look to other places like industry bodies, scholarship programs. I think, Joe, you mentioned universities. Yeah, sometimes universities will have an alumni program where they'll match up people with past students as well. So, you know, it's definitely worthwhile looking at. And I know that in our industry, the women lawyers have a special program for women lawyers um, who are looking to get a mentor in the industry, someone who's kind of been there, done that, that they can learn from. It could be just someone, um, like you say, Lucy, who perhaps you even just work with. Someone that you have those casual conversations with over coffee in the morning or in the lunchroom and you've never really thought about it. But when you're on maternity leave, you don't get that time. So to actually reach out to them and say, look, can we meet up for even a virtual coffee, like do it over the phone while you're on maternity leave so you don't have to worry about getting dressed up and heading into the office or into the city or wherever it is. But you can still have that casual chat and that casual connection. Yeah, that's really good point as well I think with mentors it's important to look for people who share similar values to you because when you're looking for advice you don't want to be taking it from somebody who you don't trust or you don't like or you just don't agree with what they're telling you so I think it's important to make sure that you find the right person as opposed to just looking for a mentor because you think that you should have one yeah I really like that idea of looking for someone who's two steps ahead of you so you don't necessarily want someone who's so far ahead of you because it just seems unreachable. You need someone who's not that much further ahead and you can just sort of get an idea from them of how, how they took those last couple of steps. The next thing to think about is flexible working and how you manage that. Now, we've helped you with this before. Go and have a listen to episode 17 or download our guide to requesting flexible working, which you can get at thejuggle.com.au forward slash flex guide. 
Yeah, essentially flexible working is allowing you to work when and where and how it suits you. And as we've said before, it is probably the greatest tool in your toolkit to enable you to manage this juggle between having the career that you want and still having a great family life. Absolutely agree. In addition to that, it helps you stay on top of your career because it means that you can do the things that you need to do for work that need to get done, but you can do them on your own time or when it suits you so that you're able to keep on top of everything else. Number six, think about your education. A lot of people that I have met have actually gone, yay, I'm on maternity leave. I'm going to take this as an opportunity to get back into some study, do a bit of self-development. The number of people I've heard of who start degrees when they're on maternity leave, it's, it's quite a larger number. Not something that I really felt I had time or enough sleep to do. But I'm interested to know, do people do this for baby number one? I get that. I get how you can do it for baby number one. But do they do it for baby number two, three, four, et cetera? Would that I work? Don't know. I don't know. I do remember my mum going back and studying, but I was probably, she had five kids and I was the youngest and she went back. I was only little, maybe five, six. And I remember her studying then. Mm. So people definitely go back and do it later. Yeah. Yeah. Well, I mean, if you're studying in some ways, it's no different really to working. Yeah. But you surely would need some support with childcare because it's impossible to work and have toddlers running around (laughs) there's lots of things you could do I do remember when my kids were little kids pre-walking or crawling and we had those baby bouncer things you know where you'd you'd kind of stick them in there and my sister-in-law told us uh, she lent us one and it was referred to as the circle of neglect (laughs) terrible (laughs) you could put this child into this circle and they would love it my (laughs) my firstborn she absolutely loved it and there were you know all these toys all the way around it and she could spin around and spin around in it going from toy to toy to toy and she'd be so happy in there for so long and then of course you're feeling guilty because you've just plonked them in this Mm. circle of neglect Um, (laughs) especially with a name like that I'm not surprised I know. Call it circle yeah. of heaven, and then you would never feel bad about it. That's that's okay. all the mother all mother framing. Yeah, okay. <laughs> it's just mum guilt. You know, we feel bad because we've stuck them somewhere else where we're not actually constantly with them. Anyway, that's a total aside. Um, Back to the education. So, personal development. If you're not going to go and study a postgrad degree or similar then other ways to keep on top of industry changes. You can do things like online courses, even online CPD. Our sponsor, Law CPD, offer online courses that you could would be great if you wanted to keep on top of changes in your industry during leave or even not on leave. I mean, the point is to keep on top of changes and developments in your profession at any point. Yeah. And you could do that, as you say, online courses or even just the basic things like magazines. You know, people still actually publish magazines, whether they're online or um, in print. Um, So, you know, you might be fortunate to have a subscription that your employer has paid for or one that you've, you know, decided that is important to you as well. Just keeping up to date and reading the latest articles and news stories is really important. And my favourite one in personal development is reading. And this doesn't even have to be reading industry-specific stuff. It can just be personal development on a bigger picture. Yeah, and we love it so much that we've even implemented our own book club in our Facebook group. The book we're reading at the moment is The Subtle Art of Not Giving a Bleep. 
And it's an interesting read. It challenges you to think about how you approach things in life and to not have a pessimistic attitude towards things and to know that there are going to be things that suck from time to time and to teach you resilience. And those skills are definitely going to help with your managing your career and motherhood. For sure. Absolutely. (laughs) So we don't have to be reading law journals all the time. We can read fun books like that and we get just as much development. So come join our book club in our group. Yes, do. And number seven, to finish off, you need to prioritize and review. It's really about knowing what's important to you and making sure that you go back and check in every now and then and make sure that you've remembered that and that the things that you're doing are actually directed towards the goals that you had set and that they're still the goals that are important to you. Mm -hmm. And as part of that is managing expectations, our favorite topic is saying no and being able to say no. And that's both at home and within the workplace. Mm. I'll give you a great example because I know he won't listen. One of my bosses really wants me to prepare this template for this contract that I reckon we'll probably use about three times a year. To me, that is like bottom priority. I'm really not interested in making something that's going to take me a long time that's going to be used three times a year. So every time he asks me, I haven't flat out said no, but you know, I'm pretty much it's not going to happen. If he wants it, he can go and get somebody else to do it. Because that is just not a good use of my time. Yes, he's in charge and yes, he pays my wages, but that doesn't mean that's how I want to be spending my time when I'm at work. So it's important for us to know how to say no and to say no and not let our lives be dictated by somebody else's priorities. Yeah. And on the theme of making sure that being a mum isn't messing with your career, sometimes we say yes to way too many things as a mum. We have that sense that we need to have that perfect image of motherhood and that we need to live up to it. And that means doing all the drop-offs, doing all the pickups, making sure that we're, you know, cutting the fruit at kindy, as we've said before, um, or, you know, attending the different functions and, and whatever, whatever else is going on. Sometimes it's perhaps just not that important to be there. Mm. Pick the ones that do mean something to you and that do mean something to your child and be okay with the fact that some others aren't that important. And by not doing them, it means you can give more time to your career. And bringing that point back to the career, we have a tendency to do the same at work because we might not be there every day or we might want to really give the impression that we go over and above or that our commitment hasn't changed because we've got children and so we say yes to everything and we, or we take on extra responsibilities or we maybe do work that we don't get paid for. But I don't think that's a good use of our time either. And I think being clear about what our role is and making sure that the people who we report to understand that. So with this example, yeah, I can make your document, but that means I'm not going to be able to do this, this and this. What would you prefer? I see that as a positive thing and I would hope that other employers do too. That's so true because I've heard it said before, you need to know what your career goals are and you need to be making sure that all the actions that you're doing are heading towards those career goals. If you find yourself at work doing the busy work, that's not going to get you towards your goals. You know, Mm -hmm. it, it might feel good that you're doing this busy work, but you're not elevating yourself and not progressing. And when you're a mum with kids at home, you've got to be so much more conscious of that way that you're spending your time to make sure that you're not just pleasing everyone else and that you actually are getting ahead and on that note don't be afraid to change your goals either because Mm. we said this at the beginning and we've come back to it at the end because it is really important things change in life you might get pregnant without expecting to (laughs) so your plans change and that is okay it totally is 
So we hope that you feel a little bit more confident around the fact that being a mum doesn't have to mess with your career. Take some time to reflect on these seven tips. We will have them all listed out in a little bit of detail as well in the show notes to the episode. So feel free to go there as well and have a read of them if you like to read as well as listen. And we'll also link all the episodes that we've mentioned throughout so you can go back and listen to those if you would like to. So thanks for listening to us. Please leave us a rating and review if you enjoyed this episode or one of the others. And head over to our Facebook group. We've mentioned it a couple of times in the episode. It really is a great place to be. Some fantastic women to share experiences with and we have exciting things like book club. (laughs) And maybe you can come and tell us what you say or what you should say no to. What do you need to say no to at work that's going to help you advance your career? So many things. (laughs) You've got your list ticking over. (laughs) I'm just like, I will not prepare that contract. Yeah. (laughs) Oh, thanks a lot, everyone. Thank you. Happy juggling. Happy juggling.